Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Romy, how nice was it waking up at 67 degrees this morning? Man, was it gorgeous outside? What? Broadcasting live from the Tucson Convention Center, Jennifer and I and Romy are spending the weekend down in Tucson to be a part of the Saba, Southern Arizona Home Builders Association Home and Garden Show. It's the only home and garden show you can find, Rosie on the house and we're grateful that Saba continues to invite us down here we do stage presentations helping people various components and most asked questions that we get here on the show on our website through the newsletters over the phone and uh, it's great having the interaction down here we were filling the seats a couple times yesterday another time today at 1:30, talking about the 10 things homeowners most often do wrong so there are things everyone can correct we'll kind of be talking about that a little bit through today's broadcast uh, it's fun being down there in the booth having people walk up to you who are brand new to Tucson and want to know what you do and the folks that have been reading us in the newspaper and listening to us on the radio for all these years it's it's fun to talk to all of them it is surprising still surprising to me how many people at the home show walk up and say, well, we just moved here. Well, we just got here three months ago. Talk to well, we just got here six months ago. woman after our stage demonstration it's yesterday incredible. who was down from San Francisco and had been in Boston prior to that. And she's like, I've never had conditioning my whole life. We, I, what, what, what am I supposed to do? And, and What do you, you do with that thing? I had no idea what, what an air conditioning. I talked to families from Chicago. It's, it's going to be your best friend. <laughs> I talked to families from Portland, from Seattle, uh, um, several from different locations, various locations throughout California. So uh, Tucson's a, a, a very dynamically growing uh, community within the great state of Arizona. The Saba Home Show is uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Today, it's going to run from 10 a.m. It's going to here in about an hour and it'll be open till 6 p.m tomorrow on sunday it's 10 a.m to 5 p.m it's at the tucson convention center okay they've they've sold out the floor uh it's a good good representation of home services and lots of different industries healthcare is presented uh in anything you want done in your house or your home is represented some crafts are represented uh, I've I've never seen I've never seen a what 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 you would call a portable spa that's a uh, twenty feet long or that deep or deep I mean yeah. when you walk past that's it, it's a up monster. to your neck it is that is an absolute monster so there are lots of spa companies here I think that must be a resurgence or or a side effect of the COVID lockdown people were thinking you know what uh, we're gonna spend this much time at home let's just let's just find one of those little uh, spa units and put them in the backyard and find us a place to turn on a ceiling fan of light and read a book at night or whatever. Lots of different products here at the Saba, Southern Arizona 
Home Builders Association Fall 2022 Home Show. And like I it's the only home show in Arizona where you'll find Rosie on the house. If you're a regular subscriber to our newsletter, you know one of the things we're talking about today is the, the three P's of your do-it-yourself project. That's another thing we want to talk about. The precautions, the plan, and the prep for whatever DIY project you've got in mind. And I'm, I'm going to state this several times today because it's very important. That when you are tackling a do-it-yourself improvement project at your home, the number one most critical, important thing you as the do-it-yourselfer to understand is you got to completely grasp the expectations of party you're completing the project for. That's, that is absolutely critical and key. If it's a do-it-yourself project, though, isn't the expectation... If you're doing it for yourself, yourself, if you're doing it for yourself, that's one thing. If you've got a spouse or um, siblings or, you know, other family members that are going to express an opinion or uh, have an expectation for what it will or won't look like. Or time frame. uh, Or time frame. Well, time frame is easy. If you're the superintendent of the project. And you ever questioned about the time frame, you always just have the same answer. I'm the superintendent, and the project is two weeks ahead of schedule. No, it doesn't matter how long you've been at it. If you're the designated superintendent, you're the designated controller of the schedule. And the do-it-yourself project is always two weeks ahead of schedule. So there's some... There, there's some secret tips and advice on do-it-yourself projects you can't get anywhere else other than right here at Rosie on the House. One of the things a lot of homeowners would walk up to me in the booth yesterday and ask is, uh, you know, we're here looking to have this done. We're here looking to have it done. And since we're about the only people here not selling anything, we're just giving free information. Um, and there, there are some nonprofit charities in here and, and whatnot and some community service uh, but primarily, we're the only one not selling a service. They they come to us for that third party opinion. And uh, Jeff walked up to me with his wife and and uh, another family member, and he said, "I have an 11 by 11 patio cover that we want to enclose and capture it into living space." And so I talked them through it. I said, "Okay, when you do that." Um, pull a permit he says yes we've already started the drawings we will be submitting a permit when you're enclosing a patio into finished floor space and you're raising the floor of the patio to be even with the floor of your house there are some very specific things you have to do to make that code compliant you need to get that grading done all the way around the patio you is a little bit too high, pretty well close or flush to the top of the first patio level that you've got. You're going to raise it four inches. That's not quite above grade as you'd like it to be. Then those posts that are supporting the beam that's carrying the roof of the patio cover need to be cut, chopped, and the roof needs to be resupported. The wall needs to be built. We've got to take a look at how are we going to air condition the space and heat the space. Is it going to be a duct? extension from the existing unit is it going to be a mini split 
there's going to be code requirements for electric. Is there going to be a door to the outside? If there is, then we have to put a switch and a light right outside. Code requires us to have a light outside every single door. There's got to be receptacles within so many lineal feet of the interior perimeter of the walls. What are we going to do on floor covering? Are we going to bring the floor covering that's in the house out into that space and make it all look like it was the from day one or we're going to change transitions lots of things to consider but he said now uh so after we talked for about 15 minutes and i had a good understanding of what he wanted he said now rosie what what will i spend for that i said 11 by 11 raised finished floor level to match the house you're not making a sunroom out of it you're going to make it like a true internal component of the house right Gonna put a mini split on, a couple windows, a door. I said you're gonna be between forty-five and sixty thousand dollars. And he said, "Well, rats. I was hoping I could get it done for thirty. And I said, "Well, that tells me my estimate's just about right, because everybody I talk to, hope for number is about half what reality is. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's almost a universal truth, uh, given the last three to five years. So we answered questions like that and there's always somebody that says oh you can get that done cheaper oh you can get that done cheaper oh i got it done for this oh i got it done for that and i mean if you really challenge them and talk to them and you're like well okay show me okay where and and dive into it deeper a lot of it has just hot air well or or it was done without a permit or done without a licensed contractor and you're paying you're paying some big risk there uh all along the way you know one of the guys uh came up and said, Rosie, I actually saw you at a home show. I've, I've, I've said a couple times that this is the only home show we're a part of. But years ago, we would participate in other home shows. And he says, I saw you in the Prescott home show. And you actually did a drywall demonstration on how to apply that sanded Santa Fe drywall texture. Could you, could you talk me through that again? I've moved down here now. And I think that really goes well with this Tucson architecture. And I've put up a wall a park wall in between two rooms of the house. And I think I just want to retexture both rooms and the pony wall in that sand texture. And it's very easy. It just takes different tools than a drywaller would typically use. You take your drywall joint compound. Of course, you hang the drywall. Uh, you tape your joints. You, you butter your screw heads. Get it all ready for the final coat. He didn't want to skip trowel it. He didn't want to spray and platter, splatter, knock down, or anything like that. And he didn't have the confidence to do a smooth finish, which takes quite a bit of experience to do it and do it right. So he says, I'm thinking that sand finish is just exactly what I need. I've got a pretty good tape job, and now I need to texture it. So the trick is you take your mud pan and fill it up with about three scoops of the joint compound. And then you reach into a bag of silica sand, either 20, 40, or 60, depending on how rough you want. And you put about three handfuls, palmfuls, of the sand into your mud pan. Take your drywall knife, blend it up real good. And then the trick, the real trick, is put your drywall tools away and go to the masonry store and buy what's called a pool trowel. It's the same trowel swimming pool builders uh smooth the the plaster on your swimming pool it has no sharp edges it's rounded edges all the way around 
and then you apply that mud with the sand mixed in it with a pool trowel, leaving just enough trowel marks to make it look like a truly authentic adobe sand finish. And then you paint it any color you want. It's really a very handsome interior finish. It does take a lot of drywall mud. And if you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you or text 411-923. He had me till he had the cats in that, That's not my house. <laughs> yeah, they, they forgot about the horses part, so. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and you did mention we're not selling a service, but we do have our top-selling uh, homeowner items down here today. We've got the uh, Hex Armor Thorn-resistant gloves that are great for um, cactus handling or roses. trimming. <laughs> roses. You're trimming your mesquite, pulling those. Texas uh, Ebony. <laughs> branches away uh we've got our earth talon shovel we don't that is had been one of our top items but uh they will no longer ship them individually the postal service just refused them so the only place we can sell them uh, or the easiest place for us to, to them available is at home shows or events invented right here in arizona but to, rancher in chino valley to dig through the caliche so that's a great uh great digging so we do have a few of our uh, homeowner items, but that's, you know, by request, if you come up, Hey, can I get a medium size of the hex armor? But you're right out there trying to sell you, uh, I, I, there must, I think the most represented industry here is solar. Yep. You can't go down a single aisle without somebody trying to jump in your face and sell you solar. And a lot of that has to do with the new legislation that's going to restore some of the uh, credits, uh, credits to the solar industry. It's going to where they were a little bit afraid that a lot of that was going to expire and go away, which would greatly impact the demand for solar. It's all been extended. So we've got a lot of new companies starting up, jumping on the bad wagon or companies that were trying to decide what they wanted to be uh, can jump in there. And, um, we're going to do, we're going to do a fairly risky, dangerous expose on the solar industry in the coming weeks because hardly a day goes by not oh i know a week has not gone by in the last five to six weeks where we haven't been made aware of an arizona homeowner that's been seriously mistreated by a solar company and we're out there investigating the different companies that are doing this the techniques they're using and we're putting it all together into a journalistic expose to help warn you Arizona homeowners that if you're being approached in these manners, being asked these kind of questions, being promised these kind of results, your little red rosy on the house alert alarm button beacon must go off. And the aggravating thing is that, you know, it's so unnecessary. You don't need yeah. all these extra things to sell a solar panel package, you know, but... I, I don't know why they just crooks are crooks. Yeah, well, <laughs> they can't help themselves, I guess. We're very fortunate to have some people in the industry we trust uh, that are helping us put this information together. So watch for that. It'll be coming. It'll be another one of the little consumer guides that we've published. Jennifer's done a great job publishing all of our consumer guides. 
he's down there in the booth handing them out like they're like they're candy. The 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 booth next to us hands out Tootsie Rolls, and I think we've handed out as many consumer guides as they've handed out Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> consumer guides on how to select a painting company, how to select an air conditioning company, how to select a roofing company. All questions, tricky questions that you need to be behind the scenes. You need to be in the industry to know to even how to ask the question before you select who it is that's going to be doing work at your house, home, castle, or cabin. All of this for the Arizona Homeowners Protection. We do here at Rosie on the House. In our website blog for the week, we talk about uh, a do-it-yourself project, the precautions, the planning, and the prep. I've stated it already. Before you tackle a do-it-yourself project, understand the expectations of the party you're working for, whoever that might be. Once you've decided to take on a project, I'm guessing it's something that you've dabbled in before. Um, I would I would encourage that. Make it something you're familiar with the product, you're familiar with some of the tools, you're familiar with some of the techniques, and then establish a budget for your project, okay? And I'm not only talking about a financial budget, I'm also talking about a time budget. Uh, go ahead, I've joked many times about uh, what superintendents should say about their remodeling jobs, but you're, you, you're, you are gonna be more satisfied with yourself. The people you're doing the project for are gonna be eminently more satisfied if in your budget, you also establish a schedule, okay? Let's take the time to draw your project out and do a full analysis of all the materials you need. And I would tell you that in doing that, whatever it is you're trying to tackle, go to the wholesale suppliers of that product. Go to the places the pros go to buy that product and bring your drawing and your pictures to the table, to the booth, to the counter, and visit with someone that's in the know about, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. What kind of tips tricks or tips would you recommend so those are just some of the things you need to consider or should consider prior to embarking on a do-it-yourself project all advice we've come by honestly the hard way and are sharing with you rosie on the house oh do you remember i know you do you could probably even be exactly where you were at the time. Game seven, bottom of the ninth, Gonzo at the base. Makes contact with the ball, and the hit is win the strike, the hit that has the Diamondbacks win the World Championship of Major League Baseball. That was exciting, and that was impressive. And not take anything away from our Diamondbacks. Another local institution in the Valley has been the equivalent of the world champion of Ford Automotive Dealerships for years. Sanderson Ford, founded in 1955, its philosophy from the beginning has been the dealership that service built. And in that time, following that philosophy, Sanderson Ford has become the most award-winning dealership in America for many years many years and they support our world champion diamondbacks as well as our community on the whole for a truly world championship experience in buying your next car get to sanderson ford it'll be the beginning of a great long-lasting relationship three generations of romero's buying at sanderson ford can testify to that next vehicle make it 
the buy, making the shop experience at Sanderson Ford, or just go to SandersonFord.com. They'll sell you the car over the internet machine and deliver the car to your driveway. Broadcasting live from the Tucson Convention Center for the Saba Fall Home Show. We're here during the regular broadcast, but uh, you can join the conversation at one 767 4348 rosie for you Text questions can sent to 411-923. And we're talking in our On the House Hour this hour about uh, the three Ps for do-it-yourself projects. Precautions planning and preparation there should be a fourth oh procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> how not to get buried in procrastination <laughs> and how to proceed with precautions planning and prep hey that's what our ten thirty weekly do it yourself uh tip is for that's right that's right Stand dump on the, top of it dump the procrastination if you'd like to join the conversation, you can, even though Romy and I are not in studio. We're down at the Tucson Convention Center for the uh, Saba Fall Home Show uh, down here the whole weekend. Uh, it's the only home show Rosie on the House attends. Uh, we're very grateful that Saba continues to extend the invitation. We have a great working relationship with them. It's at the Tucson Convention Center. The parking is free. They've sure done a lot around the convention center in the last five years. Oh, man. They have really, really, uh, uh, we, we like staying just right there now. You don't have to, you don't have, you can walk to the home show from the hotel. I love that rather than having to fight the parking yourself. But it's free parking for all attendees. Uh, you'll need a ticket to get in the door. But the floor level of the convention center is sold out and it's completely full. So it's got a full assortment of every construction service you might need at your house home castle or cab and rosie on the house is here and we will be doing a presentation we did one yesterday at 1 30 i was very humbled by the fact that we filled virtually every seat in the house and we're going to do it again at 1 30 this afternoon uh, where we'll be talking about the 10 things homeowners the 10 mistakes arizona homeowners most often make romy which one are you guilty of any of, them? Oh, of course, none of them. Okay. <laughs> um, well, maybe on the the sliding glass door. I, we don't really have a a dowel in the back, but it's uh, probably the a weaker link. On home security, we have these ten common mistakes broken down into five different categories: air conditioning and heating, plumbing, electric, home security, and energy savings. And under the security, we talk about the fact, Arizona homeowners, uh, you've been doing it for decades. You all have that Arcadia patio sliding door off the back patio. You all have that sliding window in the bedrooms, the living rooms, the dining rooms, the bathrooms. And you cut these silly little dowel rods and you put them down in the track, uh, thinking that you're stopping the burglar from getting in through that door or window because they cannot slide the window door open. That is one of the biggest mistakes I see Arizona homeowners make. That dowel rod is the biggest false sense of security you could have in the world. That dowel isn't going to stop anybody that wants to get in through that door or window from getting in. All they have to do 
is be able to lift the door or window operating panel and they don't need to slide it one inch and they can get in the door because it's designed to be able to remove it to that's right wheels and the maintenance and exactly right so the key is when you go to your ace hardware store to buy a secure device to lock that door with you're going to find the device that has a pin to it and you're going to drill a little hole in the aluminum frame and in the frame of the operable window or door unit and you're simply going to stick this pin in every night or every day you're not using the door and that not only stops the unit from sliding but it also stops anybody from lifting that unit and that is how you make a sliding door or sliding window secure now i'll give you another little really really cheap and inexpensive way to do the same thing go up to the sliding door window and open it Take your cordless drill and a screw and put a screw into the top frame of the window or the door. And you want the screw to go in, not all the way. You want it to go in just far enough so that when you close the window or door, it doesn't stop that window or door from sliding shut. But what it will do, it's going to be about a sixteenth inch above the, door, the window and door frame. No one that screw up there in the top now will stop anyone from being able to lift that frame. So that's another very, very inexpensive way to do exactly the same thing. And as long as we're talking about the category of security, depending on the dowels is the number one thing I see people do wrong. The number two thing is kind of a two-headed monster. They leave doors and windows unlocked when they leave the house. And they have a security system that they don't turn on. So those are a couple of the points that we bring up of what Arizona homeowners do wrong under the category of home security. And I don't know. I'm sure it exists. Um, but a better way to set the alarm. You know, right now you got to go punch in your PIN code and hit away. And then you got a certain amount of seconds to go out of the house, lock your doors, blah, 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 blah. With home automation and technology, you think there'd just be a thumbprint, or, or like you know, open your home automation app on your phone, and hit set set alarm. I'm leaving, or it would recognize when you're leaving your home's proximity and be like, "Would you like us to set the alarm? Yes or no? Or, you know, yes, set it. No, mm -hmm. kids are still there. Or, you know, grandma's on her way, or whatever the case may be. You you would think that would that ease of setting would be a very easy thing to program for an app. Well, I'll tell you, uh, right here at the Saba Home Show, I saw our Rosie certified uh, security expert, Techno. Uh, after the broadcast, I'm going to find my way down there and visit with him about that and see what, what he's got in that regard. You know, you would still want the security punch pad inside the house, but you would just think there, that, that adaption would, if it's not already out, it, it's going to be soon. One of one of the other things we were talking about is uh, all the inquiries we get as people as we're in the booth and people come up to us. We had one person in particular come up to us and say, look, uh, no one does work at my house that isn't Rosie certified. But here's my situation. I've called three of your contractors approved in one category. And I wanted to see, I wanted all three of them to look at my situation and get, yeah, uh, get an opinion. 
And I thought there would be more unity in their pricing and in their plan. And I said, well, you know, that's one of the reasons we work so hard at Rosie on the House is to have multiple choices in each category. Because any one person is going to look at what your challenges or your project is and have a solution and a budget and a way they've successfully in the past. Having one or two or three to talk through gives you the ability to exhaust your questions. Two or three experts take a look at everything you want done and run the gamut of gathering all the information. And I tell people all the time, do not pick your service provider on budget alone. As a matter of fact, to the best of your ability, the best of your objective ability, interview two or three. And before you get a price from anyone, determine who you think you've interviewed and talked to has the most experience in that particular field. Who, in, who imbues the most confidence in you that if something goes wrong during the job, they're going to be able to handle it? Who was the most timely and easiest to get a hold of and showed up on time? Who was the most prepared every time y'all met and talk about the project? That person that meets all those criteria and fulfills all those objectives, that's the person you should pick. And I can almost all but guarantee 100% of the time they're not going to be the cheapest, but they're going to be the fairest. So I, 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 have to, I have to fight my inner cheapskate all the time, and I have to help other people fight their inner cheapskate all the time. Cheap. Uh, there's what's that saying? Cheap stuff's not cool, and cool stuff's not cheap. Well, <laughs> uh, right. And it's it's so expensive to operate a company, one hundred percent completely legal, with the permitting and the licenses and the sales tax privileges that you got to have for every single city. I mean, and the workman's comp and the insurance, and then the benefits for the employees. If you you're spending the time, and the effort to train them, you want to keep them and retain them. And build, help them build a career out of their position, not just a job. That's all expensive. Those are the kind of people dedicated to the community and to the industry that you want working at your house. So we'd invite you one more time. It's uh, the Saba Home Show, Tucson Convention Center, opening today here in just a few minutes, in 15 minutes at 10 o'clock. It'll be open till 6 p.m. tonight. And then tomorrow, Sunday, it'll be 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. They've got stage presentations on all types of topics. We will be on the stage at 1.30 this afternoon, again, covering the 10 things homeowners most often do wrong. Come on into my home. It's Rosie on the house and the doors open for all Arizona homeowners. We're here to try and help you with anything you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin. From uh, Nogales to Page, from Quartzite to Eager, and all points in between, we are here to help you out. You can call with your question at one 767 4348 We'll get your name and your question and get your question answered as quick as we can. 
We're talking about the three P's of the DIY project, the precautions, the planning, and the prep. We talked a little bit first and foremost about understanding the expectations of those you're working for. Once you've decided on a project, consider your budget, consider your schedule, draw out your project, make a comprehensive list of all the materials you need, and go consult wholesale providers of that material who provide that material to the builders and and craftsmen that do that all the time. Bring your pictures and your drawings to the counter and see what expert advice you can't get for free just buying the materials from somebody that's in the trade. The next thing you're going to need to do, and the most important thing really, or one of the more important things, you're going to need to determine, don't, don't put all this effort into a project and not use the right tools. The, the wrong tools used improperly can make a good job look very poor. And the right tool can make a great job look spectacular. So for all those points, if you'd like to talk through or read through the article, it's on our website, rosieonnehouse.com, the three P's of a DIY project. I saw you in the booth yesterday talking to a lot of people. What were some of the questions you were getting? You know, well, it was one of the guys that walked by. He and his wife are on a some kind of cactus club in Tucson, and they go do cactus rescues. And oh, he was okay. He, he was checking out the Thorm Armor gloves, trying to figure out because uh, they they were using gloves. Oh, uh, you know that go sure all the way up. So our our these go you know just around the wrist, but they were using stuff all the way up. So I'm not sure exactly what kind of work they were doing but it's definitely will be on the uh average homeowner but that was a uh interesting conversation i saw you in a long conversation about cork insulation um what was it what was that homeowner looking for what were they trying to do you know there's a couple different products manufacturers that have come along and it's i don't understand why it hasn't taken off better in arizona um i think it's a really great product um, it's one of those I've even looked at a few times, like, should I just, you know, should, should I add this service? You know, should, should we just start doing it? Because oh. I can't get any of them. Um, it's like small concrete jobs. Yeah. If if I could do small, if, if I wanted to do small concrete jobs, I, I could be eight days a week. <laughs> Nobody does them anymore. Oh. But there is uh, one of our partners here in Tucson, Intelligent Design. Uh, started out doing air conditioning, they added plumbing, they added electrical. Well, he's got a third or fourth branch now uh, that does in a cork application. What Instead of painting your home, you spray cork, you know, just like what you would get from a wine cork. It's crunched up uh, into to small pieces, then you add your color dye to it. So, you know, whatever color you want, you, you add the paint to the, the cork. And then you just spray it onto your home. And you can put it on the walls. You can put it on top of your roof. You can put it, you know, on any exterior application. And the selling point for this is cork itself will never go above a certain degree or below a certain degree. So it's a very thermally well, you know, grown natural material. And it's 100% natural. You know, there's videos that you can go watch where uh, it's sprayed on to a side of a building, a condo, multi-use condo. This condo burned, but it did not spread because this 
one had that cork wow. application sprayed to the exterior and it would not uh, ignite. And you might be getting the picture in your mind that it's real bumpy paint. You but can't really hardly it, tell. It, that's that's that it's it's a very finely ground cork that you, to the to the naked eye, unless you knew what you were looking at, you would just think you're looking at a painted surface. There was a product that has has come and gone many times over the decades called Texcoat, which was a a elastomeric painting that you would you'd pay you'd <laughs> they would just show up and they'd paint the fascia, they'd paint the eaves, the old things, they'd paint the stucco, they'd paint the doors, they'd paint the window frames. I mean everything but the glass and the doorknobs got covered in this stuff. And uh, I've never been a fan of it. It's horrible. The last American stuff that blocks the moisture in your house. And I don't want the homeowners to be thinking that's what we're talking about. This is actually a very handsome product that never freezes, never gets above a certain temperature. It's the most. So it's an outsolation for your home. I mean, mean, how about on a hot, facing steel garage door? Would, you would absolutely that, could apply would, it to a garage Would that door. not be the perfect place to field test it? I guess it depends on what the inside of your garage is. Uh, if it's air-conditioned inside, it'd be real obvious. Un-air-conditioned, I don't know. It, it just depends. And a lot of builders, they won't insulate over a garage unless you pay extra for it. Uh, but definitely a west-facing wall that, or whatever, if the inside of the space is air-conditioned, you could absolutely – uh, you know, use that as a test case. And it, it sprays on, it looks like a hopper you would use to apply drywall on the interior. If you're doing like an orange peel application, it looks very similar to uh, the equipment setup. And it, you know, you, you would need the same type of skill set and being in your application, not holding it in one spot yeah. where it builds <laughs> The, the ability to move starts running down the wall <laughs> or and when you come back you know getting it to overlay where it's not you know you, you don't see strokes our our study of it so far it leads it to the very top of our intriguing list and you've been watching it now for several years just to verify its durability i um, everything i know about it i sure like it yeah the oldest building we know of that has that application is actually one of the Chamber of Commerce buildings here in Tucson and it's been like 12 years now.